Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 62 of the Crush the Rush podcast, and in today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about the customer journey, but, well, I'm going to break it down into three phases for you, but I want to relate it back to a little bit of feedback that I've been getting just in messages and DMs and sort of just address how we're feeling right now, and I know a lot of you work full time, or maybe you're building your side hustle on a very part time schedule. And when I was asking for feedback on the podcast and just for some upcoming courses that I'm creating, a lot of you said, I'm just struggling with the fact that there's no transition time. And this is so interesting because I tell my husband this like at least once or twice a week, but I feel like I go from full speed on Zoom calls to literally 30 seconds later, like making dinner or emptying the trash. Like there's zero transition time between whatever is going on in my nine to five or my side hustle or real life. It's just all blended together and that gets a little confusing. And so a couple of tips, I really wanted to sort of address that transition time, but relate it back to how some of your customers or potential customers might be feeling. I think in general, everyone needs a little bit of transition in between whatever they're doing. So if you think of it from a personal standpoint, if you're like, I work upstairs in my home office now, and then I try to even just like go for a walk around our cul-de-sac before I transition into like making dinner mode. Even though it's like a five minute activity, it just like resets my brain that, okay, I'm moving into something else. And so I think you can relate that to your customer or current customer or new customer journey. And that's why I thought it was really important to talk through the different phases and make sure that you're honoring the phases of your customers or clients or even future customers or clients because they're all feeling the same way. And this is not new. I think just COVID and the current situation has just put Um, a little more emphasis on making sure that there's an appropriate transition time between all the things. So let's dig in to the different steps of a customer journey and how you can make sure you honor that so there is an appropriate transition time and it doesn't feel like you're pushing something all the time. Okay, so you know me, I love a good three-step checklist, so I want to walk through quickly the phases of business, 
and then what you can focus on on each one of them and then how it sort of relates to that transition time that I was chatting about. So the first phase, and these do not have to happen in order, um, is the interact, attract or engage phase. And this is really where you are really building that know, like, and trust factor that everyone talks about. You're introducing yourself to new people. You're creating new lead magnets, um, new freebies, whatever you want to call them. Um, You're delivering value. You're really getting to know your potential clients, what their pain points are. You're building relationships. This is a phase where you're building as much value as you possibly can. And you want to establish yourself as an expert in this case. So this is where a lot of the teaching posts come in. It's where you're showing up consistently. It's where you're not necessarily asking for business, but you're showing them that you know what you're talking about and you're establishing that trust factor. So the attract or engage phase is typically phase one, but again, you don't have to do them in order. The second phase then is the convert phase. And this is where you're maybe launching a new product, a course offering, a service, or you're transitioning them to a buying customer. Now, the important part here is for the most part, you want to attract and engage pretty much all the time, but a couple of times a month or quarter, depending on how you plan, you can switch to the convert phase. And that's really where instead of thinking about it as selling, you're thinking about how can I solve my current clients or future clients pain points? Like I have a solution to what they're struggling with because you just spent all this time teaching about all the things that you're an expert in. And now you're saying, hey, if you struggle with this too, I'm going to help you. And it should be a very easy transition to take them from point A to point B. And so you really want to make sure that you're balancing the attract and convert phase. And for the most part, I switch between these two, maybe once a month, depending on what's going on, um, or a little bit more on the back end, but you don't want to be converting at least on the front end from your marketing the entire time. You can do it in the back end from like DMs, depending on what conversations you're having, but you have to make sure that you have that no like, and trust factor first before you go into, oh, buy my course, because they're, they're not going to have any idea what you're talking about. And they're like, why would I buy that from you? I don't know you. Um, And so that kind of gets back to that transition period that I was talking about. And it's kind of like, I always talk about selling as like a new pair of jeans that I love. And if you and I were on a coffee day and I had a new pair of, let's say, good American jeans, which by the way, I'm super excited to try. They're on their way. And I started telling you about them. You would probably think about going to get a pair because you already know me. You already trust me. We are friends. We're having coffee. It's not this like awkward thing of like, oh, you need to go buy these jeans. You know that I'm telling you this because I really like them and I really like how they fit. If you didn't know me at all, and let's say you like weren't a jean person, and instead you were a I wear leggings every day person, which is also me, um, and I'm telling you to buy a pair of jeans, you're probably going to be like, well, I don't wear jeans. That's not going to work for me. And so that's why it's really important to make sure that you have that attraction and engaging phase so that you understand the relationships and what people are looking for before you try to convert them. So to recap, 
and I just went into a super long explanation of this using jeans and leggings, but that is my life right now. Um, Attract and engage is part one, convert is part two, and then nurture is part three. And that is really focusing on building trust and long-term relationships with your current clients, as well as continuing to build new relationships. So for the most part, I run my nurturing sort of on the back end all the time. So if you're a current client of mine, you know that I check in all the time. Um, this is not just like a welcome packet. It is like all the things, checking in, making sure I'm continuing to add value, giving bonuses to my current clients. Like I want my current clients to be clients for life. Not that they're going to be in all my programs all the time, but I want to make sure that we have a long-term relationship. And so this looks like, you know, making sure that you have a welcome sequence in place, making sure that you have check-ins in place, making sure that you're adding value to people that have already purchased, like give them a bonus. Can you do certain things just for your current clients? So that nurture phase is really, really important. Also from a sales perspective, because a lot of times your new products or future products come, the sales come from current clients. So phases of business, attract and engage, convert and nurture. All right, so I will not leave you hanging and I will give you a couple of examples, um, some more examples, not just a gene example of all of these. So it's really important that all phases need to be represented in each quarter or each month, however you do your planning, because your customer should not be burnt out on offers and instead should be eagerly waiting for you to open your doors. So let's start with how you're going to nurture your current clients because I feel like you can do this sort of all the time. Um, And a couple ways to do that are through like a private sale or an upgrade. Um, You can do a friends and family discount. You can create new content or like a private training or webinar. You can do like a personal check-in or this one is kind of my favorite and it's just a handwritten thank you note. I think that goes so far. Um, and then content, like, is there something that you can share with them? Is there like, if you're a fitness coach, is there like a meal plan? If you're, um, like a strategy coach, is there a checklist you can share with them? Just something that's a bonus that is going on maybe right now that's super relevant. Um, and then follow up with them. Maybe it's a video of helping them, Um, share how to use the resources that you gave them. Or maybe it's just checking in to say, hey, I know I sent you all of this information. Like, is it helpful to you? Is it working? So one little bonus tip here is when you're talking to your current clients, it's a really great time to sharpen your content. So look at metrics and look at what worked well ask for feedback when you're chatting with them. When you ask them how it's going, ask them, you know, what did you like about this? What did you not like about this? And so it's just a really great way to sort of reflect um, and figure out what's working well and what's not working well. So the next, okay, so now let's get into the attract phase. And I actually think this is the funnest phase because I love to create, I could spend hours in Canva creating checklists and all the things. Um, 
But here are a couple of things that you can do during the attract phase. One, you can just really do a deep dive into your content and think about what you are sharing. As in, you should be sharing content where people are going to want to come back and learn from you. They should see you as an expert in whatever area that you are sharing. Uh, The second thing that you can do is create a new lead magnet or a freemium, which is what I talked about in episode 60 uh, with your email providers and really thinking about how you can create a template or a document or a training and then follow up with the appropriate emails uh, to really make sure that you're nurturing them along the way. The next thing that you could do is video series. So this is just a quick like checking in um, or sharing or sharing like three tips, but doing it through video. This is super powerful on all social media platforms, but you can also do it uh, through email. You can do a workshop, a webinar. There are tons of different ways that you can attract new clients or relationships. I like to say relationships because I really believe that by putting content out there that has helped you and that you're an expert in is really helping to form relationships for whatever both parties are doing in the future. And so it's really this step to grow that know, like, and trust factor that we started with. And then the last phase of examples that I will give you is how to convert Uh, your clients from that relationship phase to, okay, I'm going to purchase from you. And obviously you can launch a course, you can launch um, a group coaching program, you can sort of bundle it however you would like, but I thought it would be fun to give you guys some flash sale ideas or maybe end of year ideas given the timing of this episode. So it's uh, the first week of November and Hopefully, maybe you can apply this to what you're doing right now. So the cool thing about a flash sale or just a sale or Black Friday event is it targets both new and current clients or it can. And so here's a couple of examples of what you might be able to do. So one, you could bundle new templates or products in a different way. You could pull out, let's say you have a training course and it's got 20 modules in it. You could pull out a module, add something new to it, and then bundle it differently. Um, You can also do a pre-sale so you can give a discount or a bonus if they buy something ahead of time that's coming out later in the year or next year. You can also offer, and I love this one because I think it's so easy, a live training or webinar. Now this is cool because you don't have to spend a lot of time creating it sort of on the back end and it's sort of like a virtual summit or something that you're an expert at and it really helps one, establish that you are an expert, but two, get something out there uh, where you're converting them to a buyer, but it's not a huge investment. Uh, You can also create a template or a standalone plan. You can do a company-wide sale, which is just like a percent off of everything. And then if you're in the product business, you can do like free shipping or extra add-ons. And so it's really important, obviously, to think through of what you're doing and how you're doing it. But these are just some ideas of how you can very easily convert somebody from that nurture phase to the buyer phase uh, and really work through all the different phases 
at the time of year where people are tending to purchase more. So I just really wanted to dig into understanding the different phases of the customer journey this week because I feel like it's so important to make sure that you recognize those, you plan for those, you incorporate them into your strategy, uh, and you really make sure that you're respecting the phase that your uh, client or future client is in, and you're giving them that time to transition. So going back to the beginning, make sure that you spend some time getting to know, like, and trust them. And obviously they're doing the same before you try to um, help them with that next step. And just in case you're listening to this and you're like, Holly, I don't know how the heck I'm going to fit all of this in. How do you plan for all the phases while working full-time and running a full-time business? You're going to want to keep your eyes peeled to my Black Friday special, which is coming out soon. But if you liked this training, one, share it with your friends, tag me, DM me, let me know what you think. But you also want to jump into the Crush the Rush Facebook community. We do free live trainings every Monday. I have guest speakers lined up for the entire month and there is a free workshop every month as well. So grab the link in the show notes, share with me what you thought of this episode, and I will chat with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you.